Well, the re-signing news Preds fans have wanted to hear. Uh, it's it's not Philip Forsberg, it's Jeremy Lazan. Uh, yeah, Jeremy Lazan coming back on a pretty surprisingly long deal. We'll give our reactions to that at what it means for the Preds' bottom pair moving forward and how it might affect some of the other Predators defensemen fighting for roster spots next year. Speaking of defensemen of the future, Luke Prokop is a WHL champion. We will take a look back at his incredible WHL championship series and whether or not his future prospects in Nashville have changed due to his breakout year uh, in Edmonton. That is coming up today in the Locked on Predators podcast. Your Locked on Predators, your daily podcast on the Nashville Predators, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Lockdown Predators your first listen of the day. I'm Nick Morgan. I'm a writer and editor at OnTheForeCheck.com, and I have a partner in crime. You do. I am Ann Kimmel. I'm a writer at OnTheForeCheck.com. It's Tuesday. It feels like this week has been going on for 12 days now, Ann. It does. And you know what? You know what part of it is? A, it's a, it's the off season and that hurts. And we're sitting here watching the Stanley Cup finals, you know, getting ready to start tomorrow night. But it also hurts because we're sitting here waiting for big signing news from Nashville and didn't exactly get that yesterday, but we got something like they Whoa. threw us a crumb. We got one. We got something. We got one. And it's not insignificant either when it's you look not. at the term and the contract. Uh, so, yeah, uh, Jeremy Lazan who was kind of the eyebrow raising predators deadline acquisition last year. The Preds got him for a second round pick. Uh, even though, you know, his tenure with the Seattle Kraken was let's Not just great. say less than ideal. Yeah. Uh, the predators insisted basically from the moment they got him, no, no, we have long-term plans for him. He is going to be a long-term project. We got him. Like we have big plans for him. They, you know, GMs can say that whoever, uh, but what the Preds did yesterday, that's that's not words. That is putting literally money where your mouth is. Predators giving Jeremy Lazan a four-year mm-hmm. contract, a four-year deal uh, worth a total of $8 million, so that averages out to $2 million AAV. Yeah, and uh, thoughts on Jeremy Lazan? sticking around in Nashville for quite some time. Um, I'm not terribly surprised by the signing that they locked him up for a little bit longer, because like you said, Hines and Poyle have been very upfront that they see him as a piece going forward for the Predators. And he fits sort of that prototypical third pairing defenseman that I feel like they have been looking for. So I'm not terribly surprised by it. I think the thing that kind of was a, oh, okay, was the term. Four years, like 25-year-old player, four years, $2 million a year. It's not an insignificant signing. I mean, it is a 
statement about where they see Jeremy Lazan. This isn't just a let's hang on to him for a little while, see how he does. And if it doesn't pan out, we can dump him and, you know, no big deal. I mean, it's still a movable contract, but I think it's a statement that they really do feel like Jeremy Lazan and his style of hockey is what they're willing to invest time and money in for the Predators. And it seems like he's going to get a long leash to kind mm -hmm. of fits into that Preds long-term identity. I mean, four years uh, is a lot, especially for somebody who's had a inconsistent couple of years as Jeremy Lazan. Now I will say uh, in the short stint, we saw him last year, mm -hmm. which was only 13 games due to a couple of different injuries. Uh, Lazan was impressive. Yes. The National Predators, or at least I thought he was, mm -hmm. uh, you know, he he's, of course, he's not a game changing defenseman by any means. Like he's never going to go out there and be like a, you know, surprise solid top four guy. But Correct. when you watch him play, you know, he, he does, everybody talks about the identity, I, Pred's identity. Yeah. He does play physical, um, but he does make a lot of heady plays. Uh, as well, you know, you saw him kind of make the not flashy, but simple, good hockey IQ plays, you know, whether it's just knocking a loose puck uh, behind the net because there's too much traffic to try to clear, uh, whether it's, you know, kind of laying down to knock off a passing lane or, you know, have the wherewithal to kind of clear the front of the net when there's a lot of traffic in front. Uh, you know, he he's not going to make, you know, game changing Kale McCarr, Roman Yossi, you know, coast, right. to coast kind of plays. He's not that type of guy. But he is, he, you know, from what he showed with Nashville last year, he is a guy that if he plays like that consistently is exactly the type of person you want as your fifth or sixth defenseman. You know, a guy mm -hmm. who can go out there and play 15, 16 minutes and, you know, not trying to be funny by saying this, just not screw up. Yes. Is go out there and not screw up, not make any glaringly bad plays, which, you know, we saw a little bit better from the third pair last year. Uh, I thought their play was much improved, but historically over the past handful of seasons, they haven't gotten that style of consistent play from the third pair. So, mm -hmm. you know, to me, if, if Lazan winds up becoming that guy, then yeah, then this winds up being a pretty decent contract for the Preds. Yeah. And it's an important piece. I agree with what you're saying. We are not going to see Jeremy Lazan go Yossi-esque. Like this is just not his style of hockey. And I don't think that's the expectation or the need that the Predators have from him. But there is a need for a third pairing defenseman who plays like Lazan does with like you said, sort of less risk, you know, as far as mistakes, there's just a need for that. And, you know, you can say, you know, third pairings just sort of go out there and, and I agree with you, just don't screw up. But that's a big job. Like that's not yep. nothing. And it can make or break a game. And Nashville Predators fans have seen that before. So this is an important signing for the Predators. And I do think that even in just a mere 13 games, Lazan has shown that he can fill that role. He's probably not going to be more than that, 
but the Predators only need him to be that. And I think he is a guy who can fill that role really well. In 13 games, he had 48 hits, 14 blocks. This is the kind of thing that they're looking for in a third pairing. They're looking for physicality. They're looking for straight plays. They're not looking for somebody with a, you know, Mikhail Granlin hockey IQ in the third defensive pairing. They don't need that. Well, that would be great, but, you know, not everybody I don't. Do they make those? Yeah, <laughs> like, I, mean, I would love to see. I mean, Colorado and Tampa Bay have a couple, <laughs> but okay, they're also uh, two of the best teams in the NHL over the past three seasons. So, yeah. So, that, yeah, that's, that's a fair point. Nashville has not necessarily had that. So I think he is going to be exactly what the Predators need in the in that third defensive pairing spot. He's not going to be more than that necessarily, but I think he's going to be very solid and I think he's going to be steady. And solid and steady is really important for the Predators as they look down their defensive pairing. So I, I like this. I like this. I think it's good. And he's somebody, too, we saw him a couple of games last year play with Roman Yossi uh, when mm-hmm. injuries are happening. And that's kind of somebody you also want uh, from your bottom pair, too. Like, if there's injuries in your top four, you know, if your number two defenseman, the guy playing next to Roman Yossi, goes down, uh, like we saw Dante Fabro get hurt a lot last right. year. You kind of want somebody that can go up there and, you know, not replace you know, the guy playing with Yossi, but play well enough that Yossi can still be the type of player he mm-hmm. needs to be. He's not having to change his game because Fabro's not next to him. Uh, mm-hmm. And that is something I think the Preds struggled with before Lazan got there is when we, I mean, we talked about Dante Fabro's injury last year and how it just seemed like the Predators looked a little bit off when right. he came out, um, you know, especially kind of in the defensive end, you know, there's a lot of kind of broken plays that went the other way. And I think a lot of that was because they didn't have somebody who kind of understood the assignment like Dante Fabro did, yes. uh, but Jeremy Lazan did. So I think that's something that shouldn't be overlooked either is Lazan's ability to maybe step up into another role when needed again you know we're not expecting him to be like a consistent you know top pair second pair guy right you know in in short bursts you know if the preds need it if somebody goes down with an injury suspension uh whatever kind of wackiness beholds the future of the preds there's probably going to be a lot of it you know somebody that you know can go out there and give you you know not game-changing minutes but reliable minutes Yes. And playing with Roman Yossi, even just to step into that, is a different skill set than just playing on a third line pairing. And for Jeremy Lazan to be able to come in there and not uh, throw Yossi off of his game, to be able to, like you said, he's not going to step in and be Dante Fabro for this team down the road. But you have to have somebody that can step up when needed and not cost the Predators. And I think Lazan is going to be that guy. You're not going to change his overall game. He's going to be a physical hitter. Um, He's not going to be, like we said, he's not going to be high hockey IQ necessarily. But if you can take that game and, like you said, pop it in when needed and then you know, bring him back out when he's done and it not costs somebody like Roman Yossi, Matias Ekholm, their game, that's a win. And I think Lazan is that guy. Well, it kind of ties into something I talked about on the podcast yesterday and something I kind of have to give David Poyle a little bit of credit for. Uh, that's something I want to bring up in a second. But first, I want to mention today's show, 
brought to you by our friends at Built. Built Bar has a new flavor out. You know how we're always talking about how they're coming out with new flavors. Well, they have one called Mud Pie. For the first time ever, Built is introducing the Mud Pie flavor in both Mud Pie Bar and Mud Pie Puff. If you're not sure what they <laughs> taste like, if you're a chocolate fan, <laughs> you better sit down for this. The new Mud Pie Bar is rich whipped cream and chocolate mousse. Smothered in one. Shut up, Anne. I'm not saying I'm literally hanging on every word because I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah, Mud pie is, puff. Like, talk yeah. to me about this magic. Smothered in 100% real chocolate and topped with cookies and cream crumble. You got to try it as soon as possible. And you need to hurry because the mud pie bar and mud pie puff are only available for a limited time. Limited time. So visit built.com to taste the deliciousness for yourself. Hey, this sounds like a treat but it's actually very, very good for you. All Built Bars are low in calories, low in sugar, low in net carbs, but high in protein. So it'll help you build muscle and keep you full uh, throughout the day. That doesn't mean they're not tasty though. All Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. So if you want to try it for yourself, go to built.com, pick up a box and use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Yeah, as we're talking about free agents and you know decisions and the Preds investing in guys, an interesting topic that we're going to touch on tomorrow is restricted free agents specifically Luke Cunning, because oh, he has a big qualifying offer, a not a insignificant qualifying mm -hmm. offer. And it's not a given the Preds are going to bring him back. So that's a topic of conversation we're going to bring up tomorrow. Uh, of course, as Ann mentioned, the Stanley Cup finals start tomorrow. Yeah. So we are going to have our official two-person preview for that. Maybe some predictions. Mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, I'm ready. Yeah, yeah, bring it on. Uh, so, and yesterday, speaking of the Stanley Cup Finals on the show, uh, I talked about, you know, things the Predators can learn from the Avalanche and Lightning. And one of the topics was, if you see a guy, if he fits in with your team, if he fits in with your vision, go get him. You know, yes. do whatever it takes to go get him. And I got to give David Poyle because this kind of seems like the Jeremy Lazan story a little bit. Like Jeremy, like they clearly they have big things in mind for Jeremy Lazan. They see him as a big part of the future. They didn't mind giving up a second round pick mm -hmm. to go get him because they're like, we have plans for him. He's going to fit into the longer term picture. And, you know, they also didn't mind giving him probably a little extra term yesterday yes. as well to go out and be like, okay, you're our guy. You know, they're being aggressive to get the guys they think are going to fit into this team. So I got to give David Poyle a little bit of credit for that. I agree with that. And look, you can like the sort of direction that David Poyle is taking this team or sort of what they're focused on being hard to play against, being a physical team. You know, you can like that or not like that, but David Poyle is all in on that. And at least it's a consistent vision and you don't have to wonder what is he looking for? He's looking for Jeremy Lazan. This is a physical player, lots of hits, lots of contact. I mean, this is consistent with what David Poyle has said this team needs to look like to compete. People can agree with that or not agree with that. But Poyle is doing exactly what he says he wants to do. He is taking this team 
where he feels like they need to go to be competitive. And Jeremy Lazan is a part of that. And people, you know, I noticed that people were kind of questioning the four years. And I think that's a value statement. I agree with you. They're going to give him time to develop. Uh, and he's 25 years old. I mean, he's, yeah. this is not super, you know, this is not a super young, young, fresh into it guy. I mean, he's played NHL games for a while and he's got a lot of experience or decent amount of experience under his belt. But I think they're giving him time to settle in and be what they need him to be. I don't have a problem with this necessarily. I, I think he's a very, very um, fitting piece for exactly where David Poyle has said he wants this team to be. Yeah. I think part of that is also uh, people still have a little PTSD from Phil Myers. Yeah. Uh, that's, and, the fact, yeah. and the fact that they're still going to be paying him two and a half million dollars next season uh, for somebody who very well may be in Milwaukee for all of next season. Yeah. Um, so let's kind of talk about that. And let's talk about what we think uh, the Nashville Predators defense looks like next season you know it seems like we got the mm -hmm. top four set with yes uh yossi fabro ekholm carrier unless there is some out of left field trade that happens oh, which no. don't put anything past david Boyle. uh yeah i mean it, it's the bottom of the pair is going to be interesting obviously they're invested in lazan like yes. he is kind of the piece there uh, they seem to be, you know, Mark Borowiecki signed a one-year extension towards the end of last year, so he'll be here next year. Um, that seems like that might be the pair, but, you know, there's there's other people in the system mm -hmm. as well. You know, Jeremy Davies, a lot of people think he is due for, you know, a bigger chance to, to earn yes. his part with the team. So, so, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of X factors out there. There are. And I think it's very interesting when you look at that third pairing, what you need from them just kind of individually, because you look at somebody like Mark Borowiecki and he is, again, kind of your prototypical third pairing guy. I don't know how much the Predators are going to get from Boro on ice this next season. You know, he definitely had a, a number of injuries this season, getting a little bit older, um, but he is who you kind of would want to mentor people coming in to play this specific role that Jeremy Lazan is coming into play. So it'll be interesting to see how much on ice borrow time there is coming up this season. But I agree with you. I think one of the things that Nashville Predators fans have been asking themselves for a couple seasons is when is Jeremy Davies going to get a real shot to be a consistent part of this lineup? And this may be the season where he cycles in more than he has with Jeremy Lazan. You know, he's been a piece people have been waiting for. They have been waiting for Davies to really get a, a chunk of a chance. And it hasn't happened yet, but it may be with Jeremy Lazan locked in. This may be the chance for Davies to kind of come in and ease in this season and be ready next. And to, to be clear, he is a free agent, an unrestricted free agent that the Preds are going to have to resign. But yeah. uh, based on what we've heard, it sounds like there is interest uh, from both Davies yes. and the Preds to kind of bring him back, maybe as kind of that spare defenseman for now, because you have uh, Matt Benning, who it doesn't sound like is going to be back next year. You have Ben Harper, who is an unrestricted oh, free agent. Yes. I would be absolutely. Yeah. I would be 
Oh, Poyle's going to poil. Poyle's going to poil. Yeah. I, let's just I say I would be absolutely stunned if Ben Harper is on this team next yes. year. And if it is, uh, God help us all. That's a whole podcast. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I could see them coming, you know, and giving Jeremy Davies a chance to maybe, mm-hmm. you know, start as that seventh or eighth guy. Uh, and, you know, if it doesn't work out, maybe he's on waivers, something like that. But, mm-hmm. you know, the Predators also have a lot of, you know, D men coming into the system this year, um, including one guy we'll, we'll talk about in a second. Uh, there, and it's also, you know, not outside of the realm of the possibility for the Predators to go out and get someone. Very you know, true. You know, there's we talked about it defense maybe still an area where David Hoyle wants to make some changes next year. So maybe we're looking at a situation where, you know, Carrier gets bumped down into kind of playing more of a, uh, a support role instead of a top four guy. Maybe they go out and get another top four defenseman. That's maybe somebody to play alongside Yossi and everybody gets bumped down. Maybe they want to shore up and give Matias Ekholm a long-term partner since, uh, you know, they, have a big contract invested in him that kicks in next year. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of possibilities and you know, yeah, you, you still gotta think Phil Myers is out there somewhere. They're, they're paying him two and a half million dollars. So I'm sure the predators are going to want to give him a chance to maybe revitalize his game. I don't know if that's going to happen, but you yeah. know, re- remember they picked him in the Ryan Ellis trade. So they saw something in him. They did. And, you know, we've talked about this. You know, the defense does need a little bit of a look. And Jeremy Lisson may be the first piece in that. Everybody's focused on Philip Forsberg and getting a second-line scorer. But I think Poyle realizes that this defense needs a look. And and honestly, I don't hate your idea of going out and getting a top-four defenseman and kind of shifting something. I don't hate that. So, you know, we'll we'll see what David Poyle wants to do in this offseason. But there are some defensemen coming up in the Predator system that are definitely worth talking about. And we are going to talk about one of my very favorites now. Your boy, Luke Brokop. My boy, Luke Prokop, love this guy um, for on and off the ice. Um, Really had a great time watching him at development camp and seeing his game. Really amazing season for Luke Prokop. And, you know, let's just give kudos to our boy. Well, it's been a breakthrough year for Prokop. Mm -hmm. So the the big kicker last night is that Prokop won the WHL WHL title with the Edmonton Oiler Kings uh, with an absolutely great uh, series performance. He had, of course, five points in the first two games of the series and kind of was the uh, the lockdown guy for Edmonton for the rest of the series. Uh, He was named to the WHL's player of the week last week. He was on the Mm -hmm. team of the week. So he is getting some kudos uh, and he will try to become the ninth Nashville Predators draft pick to win the Memorial Cup. Uh, There's a lot of people that think Edmonton might be the favorite to do that. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that's definitely something we'll have to keep an eye on. And if, you know, if he does, you know, the Memorial Cup, that's the best of the best in Canadian juniors, 
that's a big audition for NHL teams. You know, they are looking to see like, you know, in, in football, when you have like, you know, all the teams playing against each other in scrimmage, you know, they call it good on good. This is good on good. You know, mm-hmm. you are having the elite teams of juniors going against each other. And a lot of NHL teams watch that closely to see how well you can perform a on a big stage B against all the other people in juniors that are on your same tier. So this yes. is a big audition for Prokop, who has had an unbelievable season. I think has sharply risen up the prospect boards a lot of people had for the Predators. This is going to be a big test for him to prove, hey, you know what? I can be a long-term answer in Nashville. Yes, and I love that because you just never know, you know, with these young players, how, what is their trajectory going to be? Where are they really going to end up? And I think this season with Luke Prokop, we've seen, okay, this young man may have some really great potential and it may come sooner rather than later. Now, I'm not saying he's going to crack the Nashville Predators roster next season, so don't don't at me. But he yeah. had such a great season in Edmonton, 55 games. He had 33 points. He was, and you know I think this stat is bunk, but I do have to say he was plus 38 Um, Your favorite stat. My favorite. It's not really a stat, but sometimes when the number's like 38, I feel like I want to mention it anyway. Um, Playoffs, he had 16 points in the playoffs. Like this is somebody that took an opportunity and made the most of it. And I think it's going to be really interesting to see what he looks like on the ice come development camp time this summer. What, you know, how does his game look compared to last season? What did this season with Edmonton, you know, what did that bring out in him? Because he has stood out. So I, I love this. I'm excited to see kind of where he is um, going into next season, but huge deal for Luke Prokop. Huge. Yeah. I think it's interesting to kind of see his game develop this season Mm -hmm. Uh, because when we talked about him, you know, sort of last season, uh, you know, strictly from the hockey context of it, uh, there were a lot of people who weren't maybe as high Mm -hmm. on pro cop. Um, You know, they're saying, you know, obviously a very good smart defender, but maybe not sort of a two way guy, maybe not somebody who is going to, you know, fit in on the NHL level. Um, You know, Mm -hmm. even our own Eric Denae kind of had him ranked, you know, a little bit lower on the defense board, um, you know, than a lot of people may have thought. And I think this year he has really kind of grown his game. You saw yes. him kind of be more of an offensive threat this year. And we, you know, we talked about it where he really wasn't, you know, a, you know, a big offensive guy in the games he had played before this season, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and he wound up with 11 goals, 35 points this year. Uh, and then once he got to the playoffs, 16 points in 19 games. I so, mean, yeah. Talk, talk about hitting your stride at the right time. That's exactly what Luke Prokop did this season, you know, and it doesn't always necessarily translate as well to the NHL. I mean, it is, there's growth between WHL and NHL, but I think when you look at him compared to the other prospects that are playing, this was a really great season for Luke Prokop. And I love what, like you said, I love what we've seen from him, that offensive side. And honestly, I want to give props to him for the playoff beard. 
Yeah, it's a little bit of a baby Ryan Ellis. It is a little baby Ryan Ellis. And just, it's not, um, it doesn't make me as uncomfortable as, say, Ellie Tolvanen. So props to Luke. Okay, that's that's a different category, though. It, I'm just saying, like, way to go for making the playoff beard not a thing to fear, but to embrace Luke Prokop. Little baby Ryan Ellis beard. Yeah, Love do you it. think do you think in uh, five years if he's in Nashville, if that beard continues growing, we'll see like the uh, like remember we had like the Captain Ryan Ellis Twitter account. We'll have like yes, class pro cop. I I would be so here to run a like Luke pro cop yeah. ginger beard kind of thing. Yeah. Like His ever since I. Mama. <laughs> Ever since I followed Ed Hockley's biceps on Twitter, like life has changed. So I am here for Luke Prokop's beard on Twitter. Here for this. Yeah. Uh, looking forward to seeing his playoff beard action. Hopefully there are playoffs that he can grow that in. For <laughs> in the It'd be nice. Because who knows? Who knows what the future holds for this team? Honestly, it's yeah. wacky. It is wacky right now. Yeah, yeah, there's plenty more wackiness to talk about in terms of the Nashville Predators. Uh, Of course, we have plenty of free agency to talk. There is a couple of trade pieces out on the market. Could any of them be a fit in Nashville? Those are going to be some topics we hone in on in the next couple of days. Of course, we have draft coverage coming up. We got more report cards and some crossovers with our central division frenemies. So plenty to get to this summer on the Locked on Predators podcast. And where can the people find your work? You can find my work at onthefourcheck.com. And you can find me on Twitter at ANK underscore Mama on Ice. I'm Nick Morgan. You can find all my work at onthefourcheck.com. Follow me on Twitter at underscore NSMorgan. While you're there, be sure to follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Predators. Let us know if you ever have any topics or ideas you want us to cover on a podcast. <clears throat> if you're watching this on YouTube, be sure to like the video, subscribe, and leave a comment. Helps us get this out to more Preds fans like yourself. And let us know what you thought of the Jeremy Lazan trade in the comments. That's going to do it for us today on the Locked on Predators podcast. Thank you, everybody, for making us your first listen of the day. We'll be back tomorrow with more free agency talk. We'll see you then.